Hello, Dave Hollis here. Welcome to this week's episode of the Rise Together podcast. We are, as we record this episode, just about a week away from our Rise Together conference. Uh, We're really excited about it. In the preparation of the conference, we've been diving into all the things. And one of the things that as we are getting ready for everyone to come into town that we're, I think, most excited about to really spend some time with is the idea of conflict resolution and how we, over the course of our relationship, have approached wading into and having conversation about stuff that's hard, about stuff that could, if not handled right, provoke feelings that we weren't hoping for or outcomes we didn't like. And so we, as a couple, on Rachel's Rise podcast, recorded a conversation back in December 2017 that we're going to replay on today's episode. This conversation was us recalling the hardest conversation that we've ever had and also the most important conversation that we've ever had. Uh, It describes us in a time where uh, things were not necessarily great and a hard conversation was a necessity to get us from where we were to where we find ourselves today. Uh, I know whether you're in a relationship that's just started or one that's been around for a long, long time, that there will be something in this conversation that you can take and make uh, a part of your relationship. I hope you enjoy. Hi guys, I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 14 years. And together for 16. We have kids. Four kids. Which is like a thousand kids. We've also been foster parents to four kids as well. We're running a business together. We do a lot of things. That is a lot of things. (laughs) But we feel like it's possible, we know it's possible, to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. That's why we decided to do a podcast together. It's called Rise Together. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we kind of get through all the things. This is it. Come on down. Here we go. So I'd gone to this conference, I was feeling really inspired. You were having, you know, those, the feelings that you were having, and we're probably nine months removed from me going to the conference. And I was honestly feeling frustrated and getting close to resentful is, is, is the truth. But I didn't want to tell Dave I'm feeling frustrated because you're not growing because that sounds so mean. Like, how can you just demand someone has the desire to grow or change? So I did what is the worst thing I think you can do in marriage or partnerships in work is um, say nothing. So say nothing and chew on your resentment and get really frustrated. Um, and I it just kept getting worse. Those, those feelings grow and fester and then they they come out in ways they're not supposed to. Like, you're you know, you know it's like, can you hand me the mustard? You're like, why do you need the mustard? Like, you, <laughs> it, it's, it comes out in a totally inappropriate way because you're not processing. And that's hard because it's, it's like, I know what I would hope for from our marriage and our relationship, but I also love you so much and I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I knew that it would hurt your feelings. Yeah. So um, I finally just got to a place where I'm like, you, this is not, this is super unhealthy on my part to bottle it all up. Um, 
there's the old saying, um, to be unclear is to be unkind. So it's usually used for work, but it's it, it works in marriage. Like if you are frustrated with your partner, but you're not telling them why, and not in a mean way, but in a helpful, you know, whatever. So Also, though, I think if there's any learning too, and like I think we're both better about it in the aftermath of confronting something that was hard, there were some tears, mostly for me, about <laughs> having to kind of look in the mirror at this and, and you know, push myself, even in a season where I didn't feel like pushing myself. Mm-hmm. If we'd had some more honest conversations at the beginning mm-hmm. of this, when it wasn't a problem that had become, because of the silence, a bigger thing, mm-hmm. it would have probably been easier for us to traverse. Sure. I think in our minds, we sometimes make anything at the beginning seem like it is bigger than it ultimately sure. is. And if there's anything in this, it would have been, hey, if, if we could have just had more direct, honest, open conversation about how we're feeling, it may not have acted as a catalyst immediately, but mm-hmm. at least would have taken some of the poison out of what ended up being sure. a harder conversation when nine months had gone by sure. and mustard was creating sure. a, a bad Yeah, and I think and I want to... Um, I'm going to say my sort of tangible things, and I would love for you to offer that too, because my hope with this podcast is always that we are offering tangible wisdom. So I'll tell you the steps that I took to get the courage to have that conversation with Dave. And I would love if you could then give them the steps that you, after that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would just say too, as you're listening to this, because I know we have a predominantly female audience screenshot that you're listening to this podcast and put it up on your Instagram today. Tag me at Miss Rachel Hollis, tag Dave, Mr. Dave Hollis. Um, Tell us that you're up to and also send this to your partner. If you think that this is this wisdom is valuable or if you hear some of yourself in these conversations or your relationship in these conversations, man, send it to your partner today. It might be the catalyst that you need to have this hard conversation. Yeah, and for anyone... guy-wise, who ends up listening to this, uh, it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to have conversation. (laughs) It's okay to become vulnerable with your spouse. It's okay to confess to having hard times. It's okay, I know, to cry if you're feeling emotional. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the sooner that you can become comfortable being authentic and vulnerable with your spouse, the sooner that you're gonna have a relationship that you are on fire for. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's not, and it's not easy. It's not easy in part because society and our parents, maybe, or our fathers, or our whatever, uh, you know, just haven't necessarily always given a signal that it's okay to be those things. I promise you, if you take a leap, your spouse, this person that you are in relation with, is going to love mm-hmm. it. Um, so do it. Yeah. So um, I was feeling all these things. I didn't want to say anything, and I honestly. Um, knew that I needed to have the conversation. So I started to ask myself, like, what is the outcome that I would hope for from this? Because I think with anything, business or life, if you imagine the outcome or the results that you want, you will better frame the conversation. So I started to think about the outcome. I prayed about it a lot. Like, Lord, please give me the right language and the right words and let me come at this from... um a humble place because I think a conversation like this could really easily, whether it had been me saying it to you or you saying it to me, can really easily make the other person defensive. For sure. Uh, so I tried to be very humble about it. I also, uncharacteristically, I remember I 
talked really slowly. And I think it was it was such a breakthrough for us because many times in those situations, you can become defensive. Yes. You are the greatest debater I've ever met in my entire life. You're like such a good, you could, Dave will argue you to the end of the world. And I tend to shut down in those situations because I, I hate confrontation. So at the beginning, I think I said something like, please, 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 like try and hear me and and fight the urge. And you were so open, even when it was hard, to just receiving it and processing instead of jumping to, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think anyone who, well, anyone who's going to have a person that they care most about in the world tell them something that is a is, is a criticism mm-hmm. of them. The first the first response, just human nature wise, is defense. Uh-huh. No, 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 but 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 yeah. If if though, and I think the the credit that you deserve in having had this conversation in this way was. It was all approached with a, with an eye to my best interest, mm-hmm. our relationship's best interest, our marriage's best interest, our children's best interest. All of it was, I love you enough to have a hard conversation mm-hmm. with you. And it's harder than, I mean, you still can, trust me, if you, as a listener, thinking about having a conversation that's tough uh, for your spouse, they're going to have to push through First, the defensiveness. Second, you know, there's probably if they're going to be totally, you know, if they're going to totally admit it, like I was not proud necessarily of some of what I'd let happen in life. I'd, you know, some of the coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. of being a little more frustrated about some of the stuff that was happening generally in Mm -hmm. life. We're showing up in having a little more to drink than I'd like, having a little less enthusiasm about some of the social stuff that we were doing, Mm -hmm. not being the best version of a dad that Mm -hmm. I'd want to be. Mm -hmm. And when you have someone who cares about you, who can put a mirror up and show you those Mm -hmm. things, it's hard to have Mm -hmm. to look look at them. Mm -hmm. I mean, the word shame is a super loaded word, but you know, like there is some shame in having to confront not being the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So where you were trying to cast what you'd hope the best outcome could be, I actually, interestingly, ended up going down a little bit of a different path, which was casting the, if I don't make change, mm-hmm. what does my life look like yeah. if Leverage. I, right? Like, what what does my life look, look like if I don't take a dramatic step mm-hmm. in trying to be a better version of myself. Yeah. And it, here's the thing, heads up, uh, we're both great yeah. as we are. We're going to be greater because of choosing to every single day try to be a better version of ourselves. Uh, and if I had just stayed in the kind of spot that I was, I still feel like, you know, hey, on balance, it'd be a pretty good yeah. version of humans. Yeah. <laughs> but 
it wouldn't be great. Yeah. It wouldn't be extraordinary. Yeah. It wouldn't be yeah. uh, the best version. And that idea that, like, I mean, I've, my kids will ask, like, we'll go out to the hot tub. It's ask any question you want kind of thing. My kids will always ask, what What's your biggest fear? And they want to hear, like, big spiders. Yeah. They want to hear, like, Godzilla's real. Yeah. And I have said, and they don't understand it yet, not living up to my potential. Yeah. Right? Because to whom much is given, much is expected. Amen. It's written on the wall of our living room. I I know that we're on this earth to change it. I know that we're going to do even greater things than we have already done. Mm-hmm. And when you you were you know strong enough to come and have a conversation with me about having a life that actually accommodated living fully into my potential, mm-hmm. it struck such a chord because that's the thing I fear the mm-hmm. most, mm-hmm. that God's given me so many gifts mm-hmm. and that I might waste them because yeah. of being in a funk. Yeah. And man, that was so motivating yeah. that I was like, all right. Yeah. I'm sorry for having not been the best version mm-hmm. of myself for the last however long it's been. I want to commit today to being better. Let's do it together. Yeah. And and the accountability in, you know, each other is sure. has been a great thing. But um the well, model the model that, you know, Rachel was during the time leading up to the conversation was also great because it was so easy to see the impact of reaching for better and the impact that that was, Mm -hmm. you know, the impact of reaching for better was having this extraordinary effect on just who you were and your outlook and your optimism and your drive to do and be more for the tribe and the drive to to do and be more for the people at Chic. So, well, I think um, uh, part of it too um, is the accountability that can exist within within a healthy relationship. So I remember that when I told you all of that stuff that night when we had that conversation i remember that your first instinct was it was it was painful for you that we would even have to have the conversation and i reminded you about some conversations we'd had over the course of our marriage where you had to confront me with some truths that were really hard. I had a, a, a few years and this is actually in the book girl wash your face comes out in february but um that was a shameless plug, and I don't even it's care. It's not shameless. <laughs> it's just a plug. And Girl, Wash Your Face is going to change the lives of every single person who looks at it. Thank so you, babe. you're welcome. Um, Hashtag you're welcome. Uh, but I had um, quite a few years when our kids were younger where I was a workaholic. And, and not in a flippant way, like in a actually work until you make yourself sick, don't show up for your family, don't show up for your marriage. And we had had, you had had to confront me with those truths that were very hard for me to swallow as a, a young mom, like, hey, you're not showing up for your kids in the way that you would want to because it's easier to be at work than it is to be here. And I that conversation was devastating to me, but it helped me become a better version. It helped, it held a mirror up to me. So I was able to that night remind you like, babe, I know this is hard, but remember how many times you've done this for me. And I think that that's sort of like, oh, okay. Yeah. This so is helpful. what we do. No, it was a massive help because it, in that moment, I felt like I'd failed in some ways. And what you realize is everyone fails in some ways mm-hmm. that there are times when, you know, if, especially if you have a healthy relationship, there are going to be times when one person is pulling the other one up the ladder and then there's going to be another time when that other person is pulling the person up the ladder. Um, 
you know, the balance, balance in life, but balance in a marriage, it's a little bit of an illusion, yeah. right? There's always, there are always going to be times in this work-life balance conversation where work takes a priority to your personal mm-hmm. life and where other times where your personal life can take a priority to work. Same thing in terms of who's, you know, pulling or leading or modeling or inspiring, you, you, you want to be in a place where, hey, if I have a season where it's not ideal, I can depend on the person I'm with mm-hmm. to help get me through it and vice versa. Her, Rachel, bringing that up was a huge help in the midst of feeling, you know, it, it, yeah. feeling the, the feeling the feelings of having to look in the mirror of like, oh, yeah, look, I'm not alone in this marriage yeah. for having had a time when I needed to have somebody yeah. say something. You guys, after months of waiting and a year of writing, my new book, Girl, Wash Your Face, is finally out in the world. I want to thank you so much, every single one of you who has bought the book on ebook or a physical copy or on audio. Your support means the world to me. And if you are listening to my podcast and you haven't yet bought the book, you're dead to me. No, I'm totally kidding but I am serious about how important this book is. I keep talking about it because I sincerely believe there are tools in it that can help change your life. So if you have the $16, I want you to go buy it right now because you love your pal Rach. And if you don't, head to the library or borrow it from a friend. But if you care enough to listen here, you're gonna love the wisdom inside of this book. Girl, wash your face. I promise you will not be sorry you did. Well, so, so we, we have this conversation. It was really good. And then we decided to go to UPW together. UPW is Tony Robbins Conference, Unleash the Power Within. It was a conference I had gone to nine months before and really loved. And that was kind of the solution in our minds was like, why don't you come and see? And I think that you maybe walked into that weekend nervous. I walked into that weekend skeptical. Yeah. More than anything because... Uh, it just seemed crazy ish. Yeah. <laughs> it um, does. If you guys look up any yeah. footage of him, it seemed it, it here's seems the thing. Crazy. It seemed crazy and in a weird way, and I don't know if this is like a masculinity thing or something, but like the idea of needing to go to somebody to help you be a better version of you meant that you couldn't be the better version on your own. Mm-hmm. But also uh I, I don't ju- think it was just him. It was any motivation. Oh yeah, no. It was just generally whole, yeah. like just the self help space generally was a little bit of an affront to what had for me in life I I mean I'm gosh I just feel so much blessing for having always had things kind of go my way Mm -hmm. if I'm going to be honest Mm -hmm. and the idea that I now needed uh, help not just from my wife but from a giant (laughs) (laughs) seemed um, seemed odd but uh, on the back end of that conversation I committed to going 100%, 100%, mm-hmm. even though I didn't want to, even though... Go all I, in. Go all yeah, in. I that's went, what I, we say uh, right. at the start of Rise. I, all we ask is that you go all yeah. in. Yeah, and you it's interesting. Leave. As a leader, I sit in rooms where we're doing, not trust falls, but HR kinds of things mm-hmm. where it's a leadership, you know, like mo- module or some kind of mentoring thing. And I always will say, you will get out of this what you put into it. Mm-hmm. You will get out of this what you put into it. Give your all. You will get so much. Mm-hmm. And here... I, I just honestly, I didn't feel like that was the thing I wanted to do. But 
on the back end of this, it was like, look, if I'm going to try and really reach for better, then I got to try and go all in. Mm -hmm. And I was just blown away Mm -hmm. by how powerful going to something that was about personal growth ended up being when I gave as much as I did. I mean, it was kind of like going to therapy for 40 hours, (laughs) um, which by the way, I'm a huge fan of therapy. If anyone is listening and Mm -hmm. doesn't yet go to or have someone that they speak to, uh, man, I, we can talk about that separately. All but it's the such therapy. a yeah, therapy is an awesome thing, especially for you guys who think therapy isn't for guys. Therapy, go. Yep. Money back guarantee for me. Nope, nope not, really, not really. But <laughs> well, um, so we we went to this conference. It was incredible for the both of us. Um, but what came out of it was, and we had always, you know, we had a date night, and we always committed to a great marriage, and we're best friends, and all those things. But we left that conference and we were like, we don't want a good marriage. We don't even want a great marriage. We want an exceptional marriage. And how could we live our lives in order to have an exceptional marriage? Um, And I'll tell you, just just even asking that question then shifts things in your life. So I make um, every single day I write, I've talked about this before, but every single day I write like my 15 goals, my current goals for my life. And they're big and grandiose and crazy. And I write them as if they've already happened. And one of the goals that I write every single day is I am an exceptional mom. And the next one is I am an exceptional wife. And often when I'm writing that, then I will ask my question, what can I do right now to make this true? So like when you get a text that is in the middle of the day that's telling you how sexy you are, how much I love you, or how much I appreciate something, it's usually because I've just written that sentence and I'm asking myself, how, do, how can I follow this up with action? Yeah. And in my goals, part of it is the language that I'm using in the goal setting. It's a present tense mind hack, if you will. Uh, you know, I'm in sick physical shape, you know, mm-hmm. is, a, you know, hey, I just my brain thinks that because I say it over and over. It's part of what motivates me to be in the gym five or six days a week. Yeah. You don't but, say I want to get in shape. That creates blockades in your mind. You say I am in shape and your mind's like, OK, I, is that the truth? Or I'll figure out how to get you there. Yeah. And so the language in our marriage is I pursue my wife mm-hmm. and the pursue word is a trigger then for what am I doing to actually pursue my wife? Mm-hmm. If it's about our dates or if it's about the texts in the daytime mm-hmm. or a quick phone call or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, if if I say that every morning, if I write that down every morning and I don't act on it, well, what, what's, what good is it? Mm-hmm. So it actually acts as a bit of a trigger and is part of, again, this pursuit of an exceptional marriage. So... To wrap up this little section, because we went off on a pretty hard tangent here, uh, how do you change someone else? How do you change your marriage? Change yourself. You change yourself. That's right. Hey guys, if you liked today's episode, I hope that you will subscribe to the Rise Together podcast. You will get a notification every single time we have a new episode comes out, which is every Thursday. And take a picture, a screenshot, put it up on Instagram, tag Rise Together podcast. Put it out to all of Tag the humans that you know. Tag us so we can see and we yeah. can say thank you. Man, let everyone know. And <laughs> if you don't like word. it, don't tell don't, anyone. Yeah, just keep that to yourself, sister. Please. <laughs>